Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the paradox of meditation. More to come on this in a moment. First, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. I'd like to read you a quote by Pema Chodron. She says, When we meditate, we often think that somehow we're going to improve, which is a subtle aggression against who we really are. We can still be timid or jealous or full of feelings of unworthiness. Meditation practice isn't about trying to throw ourselves away and become something better. It's about befriending who we are already. The ground of practice is you or me or whoever we are right now, just as we are. That's what we come to know with tremendous curiosity and interest. This quote kind of reminds me of the poem I shared by Bob Sharples a while back, where he talked about the subtle aggression of self-improvement. And so here, Pema is talking about something similar, this idea of trying to improve. We often think that in the practice, we sit down trying to become some better version of ourselves, and how this is a a subtle aggression against who we really are. And I know I've talked about this throughout this podcast many times, but it's something that I think we need to hear multiple times and in many different ways because it's the biggest hang-up for us in practice in whatever form our practice takes you might not even have a, a formal meditation practice but maybe you listen to the podcast or lots of meditation podcasts without ever actually meditating but maybe you do it in your own way or try to apply these ideas in your own way and often when we do it's uh it's like in order to mind as Joseph Goldstein talks about it, where he says, all right, I'll, I'll focus on the breath in order to feel better. I'll, uh, I'll watch my thoughts come and go in order to have some peace. And you can hear that and immediately go, yeah, doesn't that make sense? That's exactly why I'm doing the practice. And this is what we have to hold while we're engaged in this. And this is why it's a very slippery slope, this subtle aggression against who we are, this subtle aggression of self-improvement. Because we wouldn't come to the practice unless we were holding some aspiration for ourselves of something that we're we're growing into, a a best self that we have in mind, which I also talk about a lot, holding that as an aspiration and, and something that pulls us forward. But the paradox of the practice that we really need to get to know intimately is that at least through meditation and presence and these practices of mindfulness, the perspective that we're taking is that the most radical transformation, the most radical forms of of peace, of acceptance, of uh, ability to change, come when we meet first who we are right now with total love, curiosity, and space.
Now, I think we can understand on one level how that could lead to a deep sense of peace and happiness when we're not fighting our experience so much and when we're not beating ourselves up so much. Of course, that's going to lend itself to greater fulfillment. It might be harder, though, to understand how could this lead to great transformation, accepting ourselves exactly as we are, not trying to improve would lead to transformation. So let's look at that a little more closely. One of the reasons we get stuck in our familiar patterns, our usual ways of being, is because trying something different or doing something different often feels unsafe. It creates anxiety, a feeling of stress, a discomfort. So it's these feelings that run the show. And even though I offered a lot of different ones, they all boil down to safety. It all comes down to the nervous system assessing, am I okay in this moment? And wanting to come back to a place of okayness. So if, if we start with that as the baseline thing that our system is, is assessing, and when it's making change, if it doesn't perceive that we're going to be okay on the other side or better off on the other side, we'll always default back to the place that feels most familiar and most comfortable and most safe. Well, if we start with that perspective, then what is, what is happening in meditation when we radically befriend who we are in this moment without trying to become something else? When we feel our pain, when we hold our grief, when we notice the part of us that is jealous, timid, or feeling unworthy, and instead of adding another layer of tension and suffering on that by beating ourselves up, trying to change it, or trying to become some better version of it, if we just met it with softness, with a, a, a gentle touch, a gentle heart, and just that I see you, you're welcome here, and you're okay, I'd love to get to know you a little bit more. And we bring that tremendous curiosity and interest that Pema talks about. Well, eventually, we develop a new form of comfort within those experiences, a new form of comfort within ourselves, and subsequently, a new form of safety. And the more experiences that we have as humans that can be included in our home base, the place where we feel safe, well, the fewer experiences there are that hold us back. Because when the anxiety arises, the fear arises, the discomfort arises, we know how to be with it. We know how to love it. And we're no longer subconsciously controlled by these experiences because we just know how to be with them. They're no longer unsafe. And so this is the, the great paradox of practice that to get to the most substantial places that we're trying to get to, to feel more happy, more fulfilled, make positive changes, manifest all this great stuff, it comes from meeting our moment as it is, welcoming it, understanding it, bringing curiosity and interest to it, even if it's dirty, ugly, and painful. It's part of what's here, and given that it's here, we could suppress it, fight it, resent it, or 
we can learn to move closer to it, to understand it, to see it more clearly. The more aspects of our humanness we do that with, the less controlled we are by them, and the more free we are to move into the life that we're most looking to live. The beautiful thing is, though, that that just starts to happen organically, without as much pushing. So I hope this gives you something to think about for your practice and just how you consider cultivating well-being in your own life. Thank you for the work you're doing. I'll talk to you soon. And until next time, take care. Hey, in case you're looking for some supplemental resources to support you on your journey of practicing human included including guided meditations, sleep meditations, book recommendations, app recommendations. We have those for you, and you could get them by just texting your email address to this number, plus one, six, three, one, three, three, seven, eight, two, nine, eight. Text your email address to that number. You'll get an automated email to your inbox with all of those resources. Have fun with them. Enjoy, and thank you for your practice. Take care.